and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to yet another episode of KALA HD2 106.1's Schistel Speak Sports. I'm Ryan Schistel. Today is October 27th, and it was yet another beautiful day around the campus of St. Ambrose and the Quad Cities area. Just perfect weather for late October. Not too cold, yet not too warm. Something that really, like I said to me, I just consider perfect. In this evening's episode of Schistel Speak Sports, there is quite a bit to unpack. It's been a pretty busy week in this past week for St. Ambrose sporting events and sporting news. So let's jump right into the action, starting this week's episode off with women's volleyball. The women's volleyball team comes into this episode with an overall record of 18 wins and 7 losses for a win percentage of 72% and then a conference record of 10 wins and 2 losses for a winning percentage in the conference of 83.3%. The Bees find themselves on a 3-game winning streak where they are 6-1 and one at home, 7-4 and four away, and then 5-2 and two at neutral sites for this volleyball season. So, like I said, the Bees are on a three-game winning streak right now. Last week, I talked about how the team beat Olivet Nazarene on the road in a conference match. And then last week on Thursday, right after the show ended, the Bees were at St. Francis of Illinois at the Sullivan Center in Joliet, Illinois, in which the women's volleyball team swept the Fighting Saints of St. Francis three games to none. In the first game, it was a score of 25-21 to 21 that had the Bees coming out on top. Then in the second game, it was another great performance by the Bees, winning 25-16. to 16. Then in the third and closest game of the match, the Bees bested St. Francis by a score of 25-23 to 23 in order to complete the sweep. So once again, just yet another great performance out of the women's volleyball team. Then, this past Tuesday, October 25th, the Bees traveled to Judson University in Elgin, Illinois, where, once again, the Bees swept the Eagles of Judson three games to none. In the first game, the Bees won 25-21, and then they took the second game of the match, 25-23, the closest game of the match. The Bees then won by their largest margin of this match in the third game, winning 25-17, to once again completing the sweep. And these have just been games that the Bees have been absolutely dominant. In their last three games, or I'm sorry, in their last three matches, the Bees have swept back-to-back-to-back matches, so nine games to none in their past three. And that's exactly what you want 
if you are a Fighting Bees women's volleyball fan in the late season. Today, the Bees women's volleyball team will be playing Hannibal LaGrange. That game starts at 7 o'clock tonight. It's senior night at the Lee Loman Arena. I can guarantee that the energy will be very high in this game. It should be a jam-packed night in Lee Loman. And the Bees definitely deserve to have all that energy with how well that the team has been playing. And one place that it really shows is in the CCAC standings for women's volleyball. For those who don't know, the CCAC is the Chicagoland Collegiate Athletic Conference. It is what almost all of our sports are in. The football team is in just a different a different conference. But So let's take a look at the standings for women's volleyball so far this year. So far, St. Xavier University is leading the CCAC. They have a conference record of 12-1 and or a win percentage of 92.3. And then the Bees are right behind the Cougars of St. Xavier with a 10-2 conference record, again an 83.3 win percentage. So they're only a game and a half back, and that is something that the Bees can definitely make up fast. Um, Hannibal LaGrange, not a conference opponent. That, Like I said, they're playing tonight at 7 o'clock. But even though they're not a conference opponent, it's a great chance for the Bees to win yet another game and hit yet another long winning streak that they've been on before in this season. The last time these two teams faced off, the Bees were at Hannibal LaGrange and Hannibal, Missouri, where the Bees swept Hannibal three games to none. That was the first match that the Bees played all season, and that's what got them out to such a hot start on the year. So the Bees are going to look to continue that same success that they had earlier in the season. Then, the Bees will travel to Cardinal Stretch in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on Saturday, October 29th, and that game will be played at 11 o'clock a.m. Then, on Monday, next Monday, October 31st, the Bees will be traveling to Whiting, Indiana to take on Calumet at the Rittenmeyer Center. That match starts at 7 o'clock p.m. Then, like I said, maybe the two biggest matches of the season for the Bees are the final two matches of their regular season in the month of November. On November 1st, the Bees will take on St. Xavier, the conference opponent, at 7 o'clock here at the... Lee Loman Arena, again, that's at 7 o'clock. That's definitely the biggest game of the season. If the Bees can keep this winning streak going, then they will have a good chance to either keep their conference lead or take a conference lead over St. Xavier, depending on how these games in between this time goes. And then the Bees will close out their season on November 3rd. So next Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m., where they will take on Olivet Nazarene. Again, that game will be at the Lee Loman Arena here on campus of St. Ambrose University in Davenport, Iowa. Like I said, this team has just been playing oh so well, so I can't help but imagine that this team is going to stay in the conference fight for the rest of the regular season. They should have a great CCAC tournament when that time comes. But, you know, it's just it's going to be exciting to see how they finish the season off. And another team that is slowly winding down their season is the St. Ambrose football team. St. Ambrose football has a record of 2-5 and five overall for only a 28.6 win percentage, but then they have a conference record of 2-2, two and two, so they're batting 500%, or they're batting 500 in the conference football games. 
So far, the Bees have gone one and two at home and then one and three on the road. Most recently, coming off of a 34 to 10 loss to St. Francis of Illinois out in Joliet at Joliet Memorial Stadium. The quarterback that everybody knows, Tom Casey, went 23 for 40 passing. He had 201 yards, a long pass of 51, one touchdown, and two interceptions. That touchdown was caught by Sherrod Denange, who had two receptions for 19 yards, a long of 17, and then, like I said, that one touchdown. It was the only B's touchdown of the game. And then the leading rusher was Caden King, who had 21 of the team, 25 rushes on the day with 63 yards. So he averaged exactly three yards per carry. His long was 32. The potentially best play of the game came off the foot of Joe Namio, who went one for one on field goal attempts. He hit a 48-yard field goal, the longest of his career. So it's great to see that Joe still is improving with that leg and how strong and how long he can kick field goals from. And that's definitely going to come into play this week as the Bees take on Roosevelt University at home. That will be played this Saturday, October 29th at 1 o'clock p.m. over at the Brady Street Stadium, right on Brady Street, at Daven- or here in Davenport. Um, Roosevelt comes in with an overall record of 6-1 and one on the year. And then they have a conference record of 3-1. and one. The Bees and Roosevelt are, are in the same conference. They're both part of the MSFA, or the Mid-States Football Association. And then they're both in the same, in the same side of the conference, the Midwest League. So the Bees are 2-2 two and two in the conference, setting in fifth place with St. Xavier leading the conference. St. Xavier is ranked 11th in the nation. St. Francis of Illinois, who the Bees just lost to, are receiving votes now. They're tied for first place with St. Xavier. And then it's Roosevelt in third and Olivet Nazarene in fourth. So Roosevelt comes into this matchup against the Fighting Bees, ranked 15th in the nation. And I can't help but imagine that Roosevelt is going to come in here thinking that they are going to walk all over the Bees. And, you know, although they might, I don't think it's going to happen. This is one of those games that with how the Bees have been playing, you would think that they have no shot, but then they're going to come out and surprise some people. I really think they will. And I think the Bees keep this game a lot closer than they probably should. Um, It's just one of those things that St. Ambrose does. I'm sure they are looking for a little revenge. Roosevelt won this matchup last year against the Bees. And that game wasn't great. The Bees lost 35-21 to last year. But, you know, it's a new season, and the Bees need a big win to get them back on track, see if they can get to 500 on the year. They'd have to win out to do it. And there's no better way to start than beating a ranked opponent, again, top 15 team in Roosevelt. Um, the one thing, though, is I think the energy of the stadium at Brady Street is going to have to be huge. It's going to have to be the best energy that Bees fans have brought all year. And I feel like we say it every time we do a football game here on KALA. It's, man, Brady Street Stadium is packed to start the game. Then we come back from halftime, and it seems like almost half of the fans have left because everybody leaves after the band and the cheerleaders do their performances at halftime. So I think if everybody stays and the energy stays up for the from the opening kickoff to the time that buzzer sounds, the Bees will be able to stay in this game. But... You know, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens in that game. 
Then on the JV side of the football world at St. Ambrose, the JV team comes in 6-0 and to this episode. Most recently, coming off of a win last Sunday, October 23rd, against William Penn, 33-8, at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex here in Davenport. The team will be facing off against Augustana College, a.k.a. Augie, this Sunday, October 30th, at 2 o'clock p.m., over in Rock Island, Illinois, the Battle of the Quad Cities. And that is what leads us to the big special announcement that we've been promoting on KALA all day, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram. KALA, for the first time this year, will be broadcasting the football game against Roosevelt on Saturday. And then the next day, we're going to wake up, we're going to do it all again. JV football at Augustana, two football broadcasts, one weekend. I will be doing play-by-play alongside Luke Vera, who is making his KALA debut on Saturday and then on Sunday, you'll hear David Meyer doing play-by-play, and I will be doing color commentary. I'm very excited. Two games, back-to-back days, football, you know, three- to four-hour broadcasts. My voice might be dead by the end of the weekend, but it's well worth it when you have an undefeated team and a team looking to make a big upset in the college football world. So that is going to do it for the first half of this show. Once again, you are listening to Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD2 106.1. Coming up after this short two to three minute halftime break, I'll be back with more SAU sports. I'm Ryan Schistel. This is KALA. Don't go anywhere because this is the place to be on your Thursday evening. Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. You notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you, and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion, or physical challenges. Diversity is you and me. Celebrate diversity in our community. A message from the Quad Cities Mayor's Media Roundtable. When my family found out I was on drugs, they were devastated. It was killing them, you know, it was killing them. It tears your family up more than it does you. My dad was frantic, and he looked at me and he said, we're not going to gamble with your life. I wanted to have my family back, and that's when my mother found Narconon. If you or someone you love has a drug or alcohol problem, call Narconon today at 1-800-468-6933 or visit us at www.stopaddiction.com. I did it for my niece. Ashley was eight when my sister was arrested for drugs. Being separated from her mom was hard enough. I didn't want Ashley to have to live with the whole new family, too. So I decided to step up. I became a foster parent. Knowing I could help my niece succeed, that's the reason I did it. What would be your reason for doing foster care? Find out how you can make a difference and call Iowa Kids Net at 800-243-0756 or visit iowakidsnet.com. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, I know. I I just need to finish the sales report, and then I'll lie down for a bit. But shouldn't I... No, I'll be fine. 
You wouldn't ignore this, so why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly has trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, call 911 right away because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Expecting a baby? Both of you can get off to a healthy start with Iowa's WIC program, a free nutrition, counseling, and education program that benefits women, infants, and children. From breastfeeding advice to free formula, juices and milk to immunization information, you may qualify for a helping hand from WIC, Iowa's Women, Infants, and Children's Nutrition Program. Call WIC at 1-800-532-1579. Sponsored by WIC and the Iowa Department of Public Health. Aired by the Iowa Broadcasters Association and this station. Oh my gosh. Baby, let me... I did it again, so I'm gonna let the... Oh my baby, let me love you down. There's so many ways to love you. Maybe I can break you down. There's so many ways to love you. Got me like, oh my God, I'm so in love. I found you finally. Make me want to say, oh, Your oh, station oh, for oh, St. Ambrose oh, oh, University Sports, KALA Davenport. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back from that short halftime report. And we are here in the studios of KALA on the campus of St. Ambrose University. This is the second half of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD2 106.1, and I'm Ryan Schistel. Just like the first half of this show, this second half is action-packed. So let's start it right back up where we left off. To start it off, let's talk men's soccer. The men's soccer team season has officially come to an end. The team finishes with an overall record of 4 wins, 10 losses, and 2 ties for a win percentage of 31.3. And then it was a conference record of Three wins, seven losses, and two ties, so a 33.3 conference win percent or conference win percentage for the bees. This season, the bees went one five and two at home, and then a slightly better three and five on the road for the season. Unfortunately for the bees, they ended their season on a four-game losing streak. Like I talked about in last week's episode. The Bees came off of a 2 to nothing loss two Saturdays, two Saturdays ago, pardon me, October 15th, and it was a 2 to nothing loss against Judson at home. Then, last Wednesday, the Bees found themselves losing 4-1 to at Cardinal Stretch in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on October 19th. So, the Bees looked to bounce back in their final two games of the year. It just was not able to happen. This past Saturday, October 22nd, the Bees traveled to Trinity International in Deerfield, Illinois, where they lost one to nothing. Scoring for the Trojans of Trinity International came in the first half, where it was the lone goal of the game that gave Trinity their one to nothing win. It was Trenton Garside on the unassisted goal in the second minute of the game that got the Trojans out to that early lead, which eventually led to the win. In goal for the Bees in that game was Kai Damagala, 
the German goalie. So he will he was one and oh or I'm sorry, oh and one on the year after that game. Out of the twelve shots that Trinity International had taken in the game, Damagala had to face six of them because they were six shots on goal. He saved five, but just let up that one goal for the win for the Trojans. And then for the Bees, the Bees took seven shots in either half for a total of 14 shots and put six of them on goal. The goalie for Trinity International saved all six, which improves his record to eight wins, six losses, and one tie. Then in the final game of the season, the Bees found themselves at home facing the Jaguars of Governor State, and that game was played last or this Tuesday, October 25th, at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex. Like I said, the Bees look to bounce back, get a win in the final game of the season, finish it off strong at home. That just was not the case, as Governor State scored two goals in the first half and four in the second, where the Bees on the other side pitched a shutout. So Governor State wins six to nothing in that game. Goals were scored in the 9th minute, the 22nd minute, the 52nd minute, 63rd minute, 82nd minute, and 88th minute by the Jaguars to give them that 6 to nothing win. Governor State ended up taking 13 total shots in the game. 10 of them were put, were put on net or were put were put on goal, pardon me. Again, it was Kai Damagala in net for the Bees. And out of the 10 shots he faced, he saved four, gave up those six. For the Bees, the Bees only took three shots in the entirety of the game. They took zero in the first half. They took three in the second. Amido Tormo Lopez was the goalie for Governor State. And out of the three shots the Bees took, there was only one put on goal. And it was saved by Lopez both goalies played all 90 minutes of that game. So, unfortunately, the Bees do close out their season on a four-game losing streak. Definitely not the season that anybody was hoping for out of this men's soccer team. I know a few of the guys on the team, I was talking to them throughout the season, and they just kept kind of saying they felt like they were in a hole that they kept clawing to get out of, and then they'd get right near the top, get back to that 500 record, then all of a sudden they'd have to fall right back in that hole. So they definitely look to bounce back next season, improve on their mistakes from this year, and come back swinging for the CCAC men's soccer standings. In the men's soccer standings for this year, it was Olivet Nazarene who won the CCAC with a conference record of eight wins, zero losses, and three ties. The Bees finished off the season in 10th place of the CCAC with their 3-7 and 2 conference record, beating out Trinity Christian, who was 1-9-1, Calumet, who was 1-10, and then Indiana Northwest, who was 0-11 in the conference. So, you know, yes, the Bees don't finish the worst in the conference, but they definitely didn't finish in the spot that they wanted. It's just, it is unfortunate for the Bees that they don't have a winning record, but, you know, it is what it is. They're going to have to bounce back next year, and I'm very excited to see what they end up doing. On the opposite side of the ball, it was women's soccer, and the women's soccer team is playing their tails off because they are still in the conference race for the CCAC. 
The women's soccer team currently has a record of 10 wins, 3 losses, and 3 ties for a 71.9 win percentage, and then a conference record of 9 wins, 1 loss, and 2 ties for an 83.3 win percentage in the conference. The Bees are 7-0-1 at home, and then 3-3-2 on the road. However, they find themselves on a two-game winning streak right now. On Saturday, this last Saturday, October 22nd, the Bees, like the men's team, traveled to Trinity International in Deerfield, and unlike the men's team, the Bees come out on top 1-0. The Bees scored one goal, obviously, and it came in the second half of the game off of the foot of Alyssa Schickner in the 70th minute. It was an unassisted shot by Schickner that gave the Bees the lonesome goal of the game for the win. In total, the Bees took 16 shots in the game, putting seven of them on net. Sarah Davis, the goalie for Trinity International, saved six out of the seven shots. It just wasn't enough as the Bees hold on to get the win. Out of the 12 shots that Trinity International faced or took, yes, out of the 12 shots Trinity International took in the game, seven of them were put on goal, and then Rachel Willette flashed her amazing goalie skills, saving all seven in the 90 minutes of play, advancing her record to six wins, two losses, and three ties on the year. Then the Bees faced off against Governor State this past Wednesday, October 26th, in which the Bees took a commanding win 5 to nothing at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex. The Bees scored four goals in the first half and one in the second. It was Taylor DeSplinter scoring the first two goals of the game. Her first goal came in the eighth minute, which was unassisted, and then DeSplinter had a header that she put in for a goal off of a corner kick from Caitlin Brunson, who gets credited with the assist in the 19th minute, giving the Bees an early 2-0 lead. Alyssa Schickner then scored for her second straight game with the goal in the 24th minute. It was an unassisted goal once again, making it 3-0. Then, just a few seconds later, in the beginning of the 25th minute, it was Natalie Miller who put in the Bees' fourth goal with an assist credited to Abigail Goff. Then, from the beginning of the 25th minute all the way to the 86th minute, there was absolutely no scoring in the game. Then, at the 86th and a half minute point, it was Kendall Went who scored an unassisted goal, giving the Bees their fifth, and that was the final goal of the game. In total, the Bees took 35 shots in the game, putting 20 of them on goal. Gabby Smola, the goalie for Governor State, saved 15 of those goals, or saved 15 of those shots, pardon me, but did give up those five goals. Again, it was Rachel Willette in goal. She faced one shot on goal out of the two total shots that Governor State took, saving the lonesome shot, moving her record to seven wins, two two losses, and three draws on the year. Willette has been just such a key part of this Bees team with her goalie abilities, and she has earned the CCAC Goalie of the Week in women's soccer multiple times this year, and it's very deserving that she gets it when she does. So when it comes to women's soccer in the CCAC, it is Cardinal Stritch and Olivet Nazarene tied for first at 10-1-1 in the conference on the year. Then, St. Ambrose is directly behind 
with a 9-1-2 score, or I'm sorry, 9-1-2 record in the conference. So Cardinal Stritch has 31 points, Olivet Nazarene 31 points, then St. Ambrose is right behind with 29. Now, the Bees have two games left to play on their schedule. This Saturday, the Bees will travel to Bellevue, Nebraska to take on Bellevue. Again, that's this Saturday, October 29th. That game kicks off at 2 o'clock from the, Papil- the Papillion Landing. Then the Bees close out their season at Calumet in East Chicago, Illinois at 5 o'clock. Bellevue, not a conference opponent. Calumet is. So if the Bees can win against Calumet and then Cardinal Stretch and Olivet both end up losing... The Bees, I am 99% sure, will win the conference. If not, they're still going to be in a great spot, which they'll be in a great spot leaving off the regular season this year. For the JV team for women's, they have a four win, two loss, and one draw overall record, most recently coming off of a 4 to nothing win against Drake. That team will play Loris College, or I'm sorry, that team did play Loris College on October 20th at 7 o'clock p.m., although there is no score, so that game actually may have been canceled now that I think about it. I think I heard that that game had gotten canceled. But either way, this women's soccer team is in such a great spot to really close out their season and have a chance to win the conference. So, although, you know, they're not technically in season, there is one sport that I will talk about before closing out this episode, and it is St. Ambrose University Baseball. They are having their Fighting Bees Fall Baseball World Series. So, the Bees had their first game two days ago, and it was the Buzz that won the first game. It is the Navy Buzz versus the Gray Hive. The Buzz won their first game of the World Series against the Hive. Chris McFarland had two hits, a, one of them which was a double and two RBIs, with Griffin Lapp winning, getting the winning pitcher title in that game. Then in Game Two, it was the Buzz winning once again, nine to eight against the Hive. Boomer Johnson was your winning pitcher. Ross Thompson got the save, and Cooper Huckabone was the player of the game who went two for two, reaching base four times. He had a double and a home run with two RBIs. Then the third game of the Fighting Bees Fall World Series was played today. It ended an hour ago. The Buzz won game three, four to three against the Hive. Nick Hernandez was the winning pitcher with Jalen Avery going two for two with an RBI, a big defensive play, and a single. And then Bryce Vincent went two for two with an RBI. So those two were awarded the player of the game. So the Buzz go up three to nothing against the Hive in the Fighting Bees Fall World Series. That's going to do it for this episode of Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. I'm Ryan Schistel. Past episodes and episodes from here on out can be found on the KALA streaming services. My recommendation would be to look up Schistel Speak Sports on Spotify. That's S-C-H-I-E-S-T-E-L Speak Sports. Last week's episode is already up. This episode will hopefully be up by tomorrow or Saturday at the latest. It's been a very busy week, but 
I will definitely get this up as soon as physically possible. Don't forget, there are two Fighting Bee football games live for the first time this weekend here on KALA HD2 106.1. So not just one game, you've got two games. One on Saturday starting at 1 o'clock p.m. The other game, Sunday at 2 o'clock p.m. KALA will go live a little bit before those games. So you'll find David Meyer and myself on the call on Sunday. You'll find myself and Luke Vera on the call on Saturday. For now, though, that's going to do it for Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA. I'm Ryan Schistel. Go Bees! yourself my man you'll never be what is in your heart weep little lion man you're not as brave as you were at the start rate yourself and rake yourself take all the courage you have left and waste it on